SCP-001-0513. The O5 Council is the leading body of the SCP Foundation, a group of 13 individuals tasked with controlling the containment and research of thousands of anomalies across the world. The Council is typically depicted as enigmatic and mysterious, often anomalous themselves, and although they typically differ in their mindsets of how exactly the Foundation should be run, they work together with a common goal. The article we'll be looking at today, though, ponders a situation in which one of the Council stands apart from the other, 0513. In fact, he is accused by the rest of the Council of murdering the previous 12 and covering it up. Obviously, there's more to that accusation than meets the eye, and we'll learn that there's something rather special about 0513. SCP-001 is, in this case, the entity known as O513, and how this entity came to become part of the O5 Council is still under investigation. It is currently unaware of its containment, which consists of essentially creating a false Foundation site where it lives under constant surveillance alongside the rest of the O5 Council. The entity typically appears as a male human of Latin American descent, but it's still unknown whether this is its true form or some sort of disguise. It became classified as SCP-001 after the Caesar incident, which involved the deaths of all previous O5 members aside from itself, the destruction of the previous Site-01, and the loss of all documentation regarding SCP-001 prior to the Caesar incident. Apparently, SCP-001 caused the incident through manifestation of its anomalous properties, and it's also believed that one of its properties is anti-memetic in nature, since there exists no information about the incident. Currently, the new set of O5 council members are investigating various aspects of SCP-001 and the Caesar incident to ascertain what exactly is going on. In a conference meeting between the 12 of them, O5-1 brings up the idea that something is off about O5-13, saying that the 12 of them have all been recently inducted onto the council at about the same time, and that 13 conducted their orientations, rather than their predecessors. When asked about this, O5-13 claimed ignorance, so O5-1 messaged the administrator, a figure above even the council. The administrator responded that the previous 12 O5s did not in fact retire simultaneously, but were instead killed, and the previous Site-01 was destroyed. None of this information is on any records, and there's only one suspect, as O5-13 managed to survive all of this. This is the point where they mark him as SCP-001 and start their investigation, with O5-1 appointed as their archivist assigned to take a regular supply of nestic drugs to prevent anomalous memory loss and to keep a journal of all info regarding SCP-001. Despite the number of people that worked at Site-01, the investigation proved to not be a simple process due to the memory gap from the Caesar incident. An interview was conducted over phone with a Foundation employee who transferred to a new department a week after the Caesar incident likely due to having previously worked at Site-01. O5-2 conducts the interview, although conceals their identity, 
and the employee says that they were transferred because of a containment breach that went off at their old site, although they don't remember many details. They also say that the site they worked at was Site 5, which doesn't exist, and suggest that the containment breach likely involved something anti-memetic since they can't remember much. In another meeting between the Twelve, they discussed their research into O513 and its origin to the Foundation. They looked into the O5 personnel dossier, which, although out of date, contained some info about 13. The edit history had been completely erased, so it's possible that it's been tampered with, but it seems that the previous 12 council members held the position that O5 was indeed an anomaly. They had voted unanimously to put him on the council because of his anomalous nature, in fact, explaining that his special connection to the anomalous gives him a unique perspective. No normalcy confirmation meeting was allowed to proceed without his attendance. In an attempt to deduce his anomalous properties, various surveillance tests and observations were conducted on 0513. His appearance stayed the same regardless of observer, and as far as they could tell, his physical properties were completely within the baseline for a normal human. People interacting with him reported some mild dread and curiosity, but that's simply because he's a member of the O5 Council. When discussing the previous 12 council members, O51 says that he spoke just once with his predecessor, just after his promotion to site director. They mostly discussed details related to the site and his promotion, but the O5 did mention various modifications that had been done to his body to increase his longevity. O5 members living longer lives than normal is not unusual, as they have access to numerous anomalies that could allow for that process. He didn't mention O513 specifically though, but he also didn't display any sense of unease when speaking of his fellow council members. It's possible that this was before the appointment of the current O513 though, as it was 9 years ago. Other things discussed in the O5 meeting were modifying the containment procedures for SCP-001 to allow for more stringent monitoring, although the Ethics Committee vetoed this, since they weren't made aware of O513's status as an SCP. They are now looking into possibly locating the previous Site-01, investigating O513's possible ties to groups of interest, and other ways of analyzing SCP-001's anomalous properties. Sometime later, they reconvene again, but were informed that this meeting was cut short due to rising tensions, causing a number of the O5 members to leave the meeting. As for the location of the previous Site-01, they couldn't find any record of it in the Foundation database, but they did find an unusual incident that occurred around the same time as the Caesar incident. An earthquake measuring 6.6 on the Richter scale originated from an uninhabited island off the coast of Greenland, stronger than would be expected for the area. Aerial surveillance revealed the presence of a nearly completely destroyed Foundation facility, and the area emitted radiation at levels similar to that of nuclear fallout sites. It's the belief, then, that the former Site-01 had detonated its on-site nuclear warhead during the Caesar incident. A team of four agents were sent in to check out the wreckage, but they were approached by GOC representatives upon landing, demanding that they vacate the premises. 
the only O5 member that was contacted about the GOC being present in the area was O513. Since it seems that the GOC are also involved with this cover-up, some of the O5s spoke with multiple groups of interest to ascertain their description of O513. Both the Mana Charitable Foundation and MC&D describe him as an unremarkable male of Latin American descent, with MC&D mentioning that they possess a way to get some additional information. The GOC and the UIU describe O513 as a short woman of Asian descent with an ornate walking stick, but these descriptions are consistent with the O5 information security policy designed to mislead outsiders. As part of their investigation, some of the O5s performed an exchange with Marshall Carter and Dart for information, and O51 asks for some clarification on what exactly was exchanged. A couple of them wonder why anything was exchanged at all, since the Foundation has multiple spies embedded in the group. O57 reveals that, in exchange for some info about O513, she gave MC&D some info about the rest of the Council. This is what causes tension to rise, as info about the Council is kept extremely guarded. The meeting ends, and shortly later, O57 distributes a summary of what exactly she told MC&D. Rather than giving info about the current council members, she traded info from the out-of-date O5 personnel dossier, which MC&D accepted because they were not aware of the previous 12 being replaced. In exchange, they received some info about where to find some more details about O513. In the next meeting, they start with discussing some new results from continued interviews with the survivors of the Caesar incident, the ones that don't ever remember working at Site-01. None of their extensive interview techniques reveal any new information, so it's not likely that they are faking not remembering, but they did find identical scars on all of their necks, matching the spot where the Foundation injects amnestics. Although the Foundation administers amnestics to make people forget things rather liberally, none of their records indicate a history of amnestic administration. They also checked out members of MTF Red Right Hand, the O5 Council's personal task force, and the entire squad also had the same scars, even though the Council very rarely wipes them. What's more perplexing is that the Foundation stopped using amnestic injections around 10 years ago, and the records for amnestic supplies didn't show any variations after the Caesar incident. A group that does still use injections, though, is the GOC. First though, following up on the info gained from the deal with MC&D, the Council sends a member of the Red Right Hand to meet with a person of interest, who apparently holds some more information. The person had met with O513 on the same day as the Caesar incident, and although O513 had shown up alone, he didn't leave alone. The person believes that a number of individuals from the FBI's UIU division showed up and left with him, and apparently this surprised both this person and O513. Although that's not a whole lot of info, it does seem that multiple groups are quite interested in O513, and seem to know more about him than even the current O5 Council. The Council meets again 
discussing the results of continued testing to determine O513's anomalous properties. It turns out that they really have nothing to go on, as every one of their tests failed to produce notable results. This leads to one of two possibilities. That O513 is some sort of deity that can bypass or otherwise avoid showing up on any of the Foundation's tests, or he's not anomalous. They decide to skip over the first possibility for now, as there isn't much they could do about that, and focus on the second one. They suggest that he's possibly an inside agent for another group of interest, such as the Chaos Insurgency, the Serpent's Hand, the Fifth Church, the GOC, or even the UIU. The problem, though, is that it seems that the nuclear warhead at Site-01 was apparently detonated at the same time that O513 was meeting with the person of interest from before, possibly meaning that O513 detonated it remotely, which should be impossible. This implies that he had assistance from inside the site, possibly from the ethics committee or the administrator. The Ethics Committee were the ones that prevented the Council from installing additional surveillance devices to observe O513 in privacy, and it seems that not even the Council can overrule them. One of them suggests just giving him a physical to determine if he truly is a normal human, but if they're wrong and he actually is some sort of god, he'll just wipe them all out like the last Council. O51 plans to consider speaking to O513 about all of this but only if he's certain it won't result in another Caesar incident. We're then provided a look at O513's private messages, one of which is from the administrator himself. The administrator is sure that O513 has been keeping tabs on the rest of the council and their progress, because they're growing closer than either of them wanted, but the administrator isn't surprised. He says that O513 is probably hoping that this is going to end soon, and he's sorry that he has to go through this, since this really wasn't the plan they had in mind when they brought him onto the council. He wants O513 to keep up the gambit a little while longer though, because he's not convinced that the rest of the council is ready to know what happened to their predecessors yet. He also doesn't want to ask the GOC and the UIU to clean up another incident like before just yet, since they have enough dangling over his head as it is. If the rest of the council does approach him though and confront him, he should provide a direct answer, and the administrator provides a transcript from the O5 meeting prior to the Caesar incident. The meeting consists of the 12 prior council members without 13 present, and O51 tells them that they have an internal affairs issue. One accuses them of trying to kill him through poisoning his coffee and it's clear that tensions are high among the group. O51 says that they have lost sight of their goal of containment, and that they've grown soft. Half of them are under someone else's thumb, and the other half should probably be in containment themselves due to their anomalous natures. O510 learned how to perform magic from the Wanderer's library, and they need to take an entire cocktail of drugs just to remember that O58 even exists. Going back to the topic of poison, O510 says that maybe it was O513 since he's not even here. O51, however, purposefully sent him to meet the individual known as Nobody, so that he wouldn't be here for this. He's the only person on the council that O51 trusts, because he's normal. 
they plucked him off the street and just started asking him if he thought certain things were weird. 051 says that there's only one thing left to do, and that's contain the anomalies that are running the Foundation. With that, he detonates the warhead at Site-01, killing all of them. So in the end, SCP-001 is not an anomaly whatsoever, at least in the sense we normally think of. He is, however, an anomaly in respect to the rest of the O5 Council. Whereas the rest of the Council are individuals that rose through the ranks of the Foundation, deeply knowledgeable in the world of the anomalous, and many of them anomalous themselves, O513 is utterly normal. He is their outside perspective, a normal set of eyes on the anomalous that can keep the rest of them grounded. This is why it was said that no meeting of normalcy confirmation could occur without O513's presence, as without his perspective, the rest of the council can easily lose any sense of what exactly is normal. I suppose the entire cover-up is so that the new council doesn't learn that one of the old council flipped out and blew all of them up, but it's clear that O513's non-anomalous nature wasn't a secret to the old council. Hopefully, the new council will eventually accept O513's perspective on normalcy, as the last one did, since it's a rather interesting position to be in. Now, of course, there's no such thing as canon in SCP, especially among SCP-001 proposals, but it does make sense that a group as far removed from normal reality as the O5 council would need the opinions of an exceedingly normal man. 